welcome back to an all new episode of Soul Sugar Podcast. It's your host, Carrie Rowd, with her fiance today, Alex the Vagabond. And today we are talking about an adventure we had this weekend. The whole plan was to record this episode in a tent out in the wilderness because we just got back from a three day backcountry backpacking trip with our dog and one of our good friends, Carlos. And we just ended up disconnecting completely and we did not end up recording that because there was also rain and hail that came along and so we just (laughs) didn't really have the opportunity to record it. So now we are here. It is our first day back at home and um, we're tired. I have blisters on my feet, but we are going to chat about how it went down. So here we are. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to, uh, to be on the podcast and I'm super excited to chat more about our adventurous weekend. Um, I think, you know, you and I both share a feeling of calm and a passion when we're in nature. And this was the perfect opportunity to get outside in our own backyard and experience a part of California that we had never really been to. Yeah, so it was really cool. We have been talking about doing a backcountry trip for a while now, and um, we've done full day hikes together. Mind you, Alex has gone backpacking like this before in the past, but I feel like you need to take off that puff. Because you're just like... I sound like a sleeping bag. Yeah. Every time I move. (laughs) It's just so comfortable. (laughs) Still rocking the puff from the weekend. Still smells like a campfire. Okay, puff is off. Okay, that's the podcast producer in me. I'm like, "Mm, that's making noises. And maybe it wasn't, but... Better to be safe than sorry. Yep, very true. Alex has been backpacking in the back country before, and so he, you know, has always wanted us to go together, and we love hiking together, and we've done some really cool full-day hiking trips. We did the Tongariro Crossing in New Zealand. I loved it, and so I definitely had that same urge to push myself further in the hiking world and so that's kind of what we had our eyes set on for a while we were like okay we could do one night we could do two nights we could make it a three day two nights and that's what we ended up doing so we did three days two nights backcountry um and now we're here and I learned a lot along the way I'd say and we definitely ran into some elements and we you know, it like several things came up from the very, very beginning. So I guess we'll circle back to like the day we left, which was Friday morning. And um, and we were like packing up to go. I kind of started getting like, as you can tell, maybe by my voice right now, because I can tell right now that I've got a little bit of a sniffle. So I woke up Friday morning. I was like, hmm, feeling a sniffle. That's not the first thing that you want to feel when you're about to go backcountry, but I ignored it. And then I started my period that morning and I was like, dang it. Like, I don't know. Being on your period is not the thing that you're excited about when you're going in the backcountry because it's just another thing that, um, you have to pay attention to while you're out there. And, um, so, so yeah, that those were two things that kind of just like popped up on day one, but we just kind of like pushed through and they were no big deals. And you and I have spoken so many times about doing a backpacking, back, like a backcountry trip together. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's something that I've done a lot in the past. Um, 
and growing up and being in the Boy Scouts and Eagle Scout and then, you know, spending spending as much time as I could as a young adult in my 20s in the Sierra Nevada mountains um, and a lot in, in Spain as well. It's just something that I've always wanted you to experience. So I wanted it to like be fun and perfect, but you know, sometimes it doesn't work out work out like that. Right before we were going to leave, we looked at the weather forecast and it said that there would be a big storm with a lot of rain all day Saturday and all night Friday. And that was one of those moments where, you know, <sighs> There Part of you wants lot to of, quit. Yeah. Part of you is like, okay, great. This is an easy excuse for me to yeah. not have to carry a heavy backpack 10 miles into the mountains and, you know, get drenched along the way. But then the other part of you is kind of screaming like, let's just go for it and, you know, you'll learn from this. And and that was kind of Luckily, we listened to that voice. Yeah, you kept saying, so it's going to rain this weekend over and over and over again um, throughout the week. And every time I was just like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll it out. figure it out. And he just kept saying it. And so the last time that he said it, you're laughing because you know. I The last time he said it, I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to answer. Okay, we'll just figure it out again. This time, I'm not like I, I told him, I was like, I don't know if you want me to say something else, but I'm not going to. So, okay, we'll figure it out. And and then you were just, and I was like, do you want me to answer this in a Elaborate different way? Elaborate on that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. do you want me to answer this in a different way? And you were like, no. And I was I like, I just okay. wanted to, I wanted you to know that unfortunately there was going to be weather. But I really believe that there's nothing quite like being outside and being you know prepared and comfortable and watching a weather system move through nature it's like the coolest thing you can do totally and that's something we share like we have that in common we both love weather we Mm -hmm. love when it rains in california which is very rare and we we love we love weather and so for me, I, w- I was looking at it like, we're not going to die because there's weather. Like, obviously, like, things can happen. And if we don't do them right, then obviously when you're in the wilderness, things can happen. But if we're smart about it, like, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we just decided, okay, it's raining. Let's go anyways. Yeah, and, and we, prepared, we prepared as much as we could for that. And, you know, luckily our good friend Carlos, uh, he had a big tarp like a 20-foot tarp. So we brought the tarp. We we loaded up the packs and hiked in. It took us, you know, all day Friday. It was a 10-mile hike with a good amount of ups and downs, but really beautiful country. And, you know, we went into a, a place called the Sespe Wilderness, which is just north of Los Angeles. And uh, it's a place that, you know, I have known about for a long time when I went to school at UC Santa Barbara, you know, I'd always kind of explore in the Santa Ynez, and I, I knew that, that those mountains kind of continued into the Sespe Wilderness area, but I had never been back there, and it was a place that I always kind of wanted to put a face to. And what was amazing about this weekend is that we were able to do that, and it was so beautiful, you know, like this really unique ecosystem where 
the desert kind of meets this like higher alpine, you know, pine forests, uh, and those two very different ecosystems coming together in this little river. It was really, really beautiful. And, um, you know, being the first backpacking trip that we did together, it was also the first trip that we took our dog, Lanka, with us into the backcountry. So, you know, it was, it was actually unbelievably cute. He had his own backpack. Uh, he carried his own food in there. And yeah, it was just like really a really liberating feeling to know that you know, we are able to go now as a family on like backpacking trips. And it's just really inspired me to take a really good hard look at um, the surrounding wilderness in, in California, but also in the Southwest of the United States. We are so blessed uh, to have the foresight of the people who came before us, like John Muir and Teddy Roosevelt, and the creation of the national park system um, and conservation movement here in the United States, um, it's really you know uh, like it's the cathedrals of the United States are our open wild places, and having the chance to go and explore that with you and with the dog and like it's just really lit a fire. Uh, inside of me for this desire to go and explore more of these places and to share it and to encourage people to get outside and to live um, you know in, in as much contact as they can with nature and to cherish it you know for the next generation so it was really cool I loved it yeah and I feel like once you get out there you start moving and I mean obviously it can feel like a big undertaking right you've got this big pack on your back you've got your dog you've got you know your a tent and a sleeping bag and, and a looking, stove and, and you're looking ahead and you're just like okay let's do this and you've mountains. got 10 miles ahead of you of the unknown really and what's really cool about it for me it was a really empowering experience because when you push yourself in a into a situation that you've never been in before and that you allow yourself to be the best that you can be in it, like I really kind of centered myself in to the experience and I thought I'm going to give this everything that I have and I'm going to be present in all of this. I don't want it to just go by and to be done with it. I want to be in it and I think going in with that headspace for me was really helpful like even down to thinking about how my feet were hitting the floor because there are so many rocks and there are a lot of um there's just a lot of things you can trip over when you're in the wilderness and so you've got this big pack on your back which I had never experienced like that before like I used to back I used to travel with a, a bag like that but I wasn't like trekking um, you weren't trying to cross, you know, a river on some slippery rocks, which we had to do a few times. Yeah, which, you know, the first couple of times that we had to do that with my pack it was really, I had to figure out how to balance because not only are you jumping from one slippery rock to another slippery rock, you also have a big pack on you. And then I was carrying the dog or not carrying him, but he was on my leash. So his leash was connected to my pack at first then we ended up taking him off because we were like this does not this does not help anyone balance um but you know so I had him trying to figure out how to cross the 
creek and and I had my pack and my first couple times passing I was like oh no like I'm going to fall on my bum in this water I never did thankfully but I did you know have a couple moments where I was like yeah a couple boots in the water but that's fine like that's all part of the process and I think you know when you go into um into nature it's it is different. You really become aware of all of your surroundings in a way that you just don't in the city when you have your phone and all of the distractions. Um, but, you know, there. I think when you go into nature, you really have to have your wits about you. And, and I was so happy and proud of you for your first backpacking trip that you just excelled. You were so... You're so just open to learning and so cheerful and also just so up to the challenge, you know, and things like that, like crossing, crossing a, you know, a a little river um, and pushing yourself to balance and to, you know, do something that, that provokes fear for many people and inside of us as well. And like doing that, taking your your body and your mind to a place where you have to push yourself is just so beneficial. There's so much personal growth that happens from that. And being out there really also reminds you how simple life can be and how wonderful simple pleasures are. Like I remember this moment of being cold at camp and you know the sun was starting to go down and we were still like a little bit wet from um soaking in a spring nearby and um it had just finished hailing we were soaking and it started to hail which like is another part of the story like a winter storm came in the temperature dropped you know 15 or 20 degrees really quickly and what went from you know a relatively clear day turned to big gray dark gray clouds and hail that was the one point of the trip where Lanka was not happy. Most the entire trip, he was so stoked on it. But Alex and I were, we looked over at him and we were like, oh my gosh, we've never seen this look on his face before. He like scrunched up his entire face and was just like. He looked like a Sharpay. He like turned into a Sharpay and he was just like, there is hail falling on me. Let's go. And so we all obviously got up and we like got down the mountain but what I was saying in, in terms of that, like we got back down to the camp and I remember like drying off, but it getting a little bit cold and I like threw on my like little smart wool long sleeve um, thermal and I just had this moment of like, gosh, like just pure joy for like having something that's long sleeve to put on. Simple pleasures of just like going from being cold to yeah. being, being just warm again. Just that simple, simple feeling. I remember being like, oh. And like I let out that sigh and I was just like, this feels so good to be able to like warm myself and like even getting the fire on. And like, getting the fire, like how much, how much joy and uh, how much safety and security from something as simple as having a, you know, a crackling little campfire when it's raining all around you. I think another thing that got us amped up for the trip before we left was watching the John Muir documentary that I can't remember if it was on Netflix or Amazon Prime or what it was on, but look for the John Muir documentary and watch it wherever you can because it's really good. It was really inspiring and got us like really amped for it. 
For those of you who don't know, John Muir was a Scottish-born conservationist. He moved uh, from Scotland to the American West and particularly was very... uh, was a key person in getting Yosemite turned into a national park and kind of helping the foundation of the national park system. Uh, So he's kind of this like mystic in the world of conservation and um, a very crucial player in the creation of the national park system here in the United States. You have absolutely seen him quoted. Yeah, in like everybody's Instagram, including my own, (laughs) guilty as charged, an inspiring man. Yeah. Very inspiring, man. And um, so I guess I want to change the conversation and talk about what we learned from it, what we loved about it. Like, let's, what are some of our highlights and what are some of the things that we are going to, like, take from the trip? I know for me, one of the things that I learned was about my feet. (laughs) And in terms of, like, obviously the boots that I have right now, they're all new boots and they're, like, hiking boots um but I don't think that there are boots that are necessarily for trekking long distances like that for multiple days um they've done really well for me at on day hikes even when we did the Tongariro crossing we were hiking for eight hours and I was totally fine and it might have been that I had too thin of socks so the next time I go into a backcountry situation like that where we're doing multiple days some of the things that I'm going to pay attention to are thicker socks maybe and and Alex is looking at me so he can help because he's like you know. yeah I think I think um when you're doing longer mileage and multiple day trips uh, a good way to kind of avoid getting blisters is to really focus on keeping your feet dry and so getting a good pair of boots that are you know Gore-Tex and waterproof um, and also using two different types of socks so you get like a sock liner which is a very thin most of the time it's made from wool thin woolen sock and that goes on your feet like on your skin and then you put uh, a larger wool sock that's like a hiking sock on top of that and then you put you know your boot on and you create the this layer that um, is closer fitting to your skin and helps kind of reduce the friction that makes a blister yeah because I think the blisters were specifically formed because of having so much weight on my back too you know I think that if we were to just have been hiking, that amount of time I think that it would have been fine because we Mm. did do eight Mm -hmm. hours of hiking in New Zealand Mm -hmm. and I had those boots and it was fine but I think that your feet um, didn't get wet on the Tangariro crossing yeah my feet got wet here that's true so I think that I just you know make trying to keep your feet dry Mm -hmm. wearing double layers when it comes to socks like a liner Mm -hmm. and then also your boot i know for me i'm gonna look into and if you guys have recommendations come dm me over on carrie rad or at soul sugar um instagram to let me know because i need like a more stable hiking boot my boots are a little bit more lower profile they're not as um like stiff stiff Mm -hmm. and i i um have rolled my ankles like I've hurt my ankle several times throughout my life and when I was doing cheerleading and so um my ankles like to roll a bit so that happened a couple times but I caught myself um but it could it could have put me to the ground you know so um stuff like that I needed to pay attention to 
Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Bamas. How often do you think about your socks? If you're like how I used to be, not much. But I recently discovered socks that change the way I'll think about socks forever. They're called Bamas. First and foremost, I love Bama's mission. Did you guys know that the number one requested thing in homeless shelters are socks? Such a simple thing, but just so important. And I just love that Bama's is dedicated to helping. For every Bama's purchase you make, Bama's donates a pair to someone in need. They also have just so many different styles of socks. They have so many different colors. There's like these really cool like sky blue pair that I love. And then they have like these pink ones with patterns. And you just feel really cool wearing their socks because they're not your just like standard white tube sock. They're really cool. Bamas are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super soft, natural cotton, and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned toe bed that's comfy but not too thick. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Bamas look great in the gym, at the office, or out of town. Bamas are what your feet daydream about, my friends. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash soulsugar today and get 20% off of your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash soulsugar for 20% off. Bombas.com slash soulsugar. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Skillshare. I've talked to you guys about Skillshare so many times and it's because I believe in it so wholeheartedly. I feel like having access to learn anything you want at any time and just being able to implement new skills into your life is so useful. Whether you're returning to a longtime passion project or you're challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone just because or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. I am personally interested in the classes on gardening. I really love their beginner's guide to gardening with a raised bed garden because that is what I have and it's been so useful for me. But they also have an apartment gardening guide. So for those of you who live in the city and you live in an apartment but you also want to know how to care for your house plants, you can gain information there. I get tons of questions from you guys about how to care for plants and I feel like Skillshare will really be able to give you guys just deeper knowledge than I have in that category. They also have classes on photography and filmmaking and just things that can really help bring your business or your passion project to a whole new level. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two free months. That's right, Skillshare is offering SoulSugar listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar to start your two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash SoulSugar. We will get back to the episode in just a moment, but first I want to tell you about our sponsor, Care-of. Care-of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz and answer questions about your diet, your lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care-of puts together a personalized plan just for you. I've definitely talked about Care-of before. I've been taking care of vitamins for at least a year now. When I first took the quiz on TakeCareOf.com, I loved how easy it was. I also loved how specific the questions were to find out my health goals. By the end of the quiz, it recommended exactly the right vitamins for my needs. For me, I was specifically interested in heart and brain health and other vitamins that would help 
with my stress and my energy. I also absolutely love how cute the individual packets are. They are perfect for travel and they have cute little thoughts, questions, or challenges, or even facts that get you thinking in the morning. So at the end of the day, or maybe even at the start of your day, <laughs> Care Vitamins are a super fun and convenient way to keep up with your health on a daily basis. I love how customizable it is to you and your needs and it makes finding the right vitamins for you a seamless process. For 25% off of your first Care-of order, go to takecareof.com slash soulsugar and enter promo code soulsugar. That's 25% off of your first Care-of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter promo code soulsugar. Now let's get back into the conversation. Did you learn anything, do you feel like? Yeah, definitely. I think every time you go on a trip uh, into, into nature, you learn something. I think this time around, uh, I mean, the, the highlight was the storm for yeah. me. You know, watching the storm roll in, hearing the claps of thunder, um, being prepared, having the tarp, a tarp. Gosh, like oh, the tarp so is clutch. clutch. Everybody, shout out to Carlos. Shout out to Carlos for sure. At Carlos Mason, go check out some of his photos from the trip on Instagram as well. Um, but having a tarp and being able to weatherproof your camp allowed us to have a our campfire dry, to be able to dry out wood, to keep our packs dry, to keep ourselves dry, and sitting there in that you know pretty heavy hailstorm for. You know, 15 or 20 minutes, the hail was coming down, and and it accumulated on the ground and stayed there for the next few hours. Um, but being dry in there with a crackling fire and with tea, we were sitting there drinking hot tea um, in our little camp chairs. Yeah, it was luxurious. And some some hikers arrived, you know, in the middle of that storm, absolutely drenched, <laughs> and we must have looked like quite a sight because we were, you know. We had made a little home in the corner. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, we're, we're here to stay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think also packing less. Less is more to the extreme. Like minimalism, taking a minimalistic approach uh, to backpacking is just so important because it's really easy when you're packing to just start stuffing things in Mm -hmm. i think on this trip we overpacked our food a lot we brought a lot of of food and you know i had to carry that in inside the bear box Mm -hmm. we had a bear vault which is essentially this really big hard plastic canister uh, because the area that we were going into you know uh, is home to black bears and they have a really good sense of smell they like from time to time to come into your camp if you leave your food out which we may have had a black bear I don't. I, I heard something grunting around in the night, but I you know who knows what that was. Um, I don't want to claim it was a bear. Uh, it might have been though. I slept through the bear, but Alex said he might have heard something. And Lanka Lanka, Lanka perked up too. It was more. It was kind of like something like just. It sounds like a bear. Know? To me. Yeah, it sounded bearish, <laughs> but I I didn't see it and uh, Lanka you know, heard it. Lanka heard it, but the reality is is. Going out into these places, the most powerful thing is removing the human element from the landscape. And that is the the most, in my opinion, incredible thing about the American West, but about the park system in general. There's just so much land that's being held in trust by 
the federal government and state governments. And I think right now we're living through a period of time where, you know, our public lands are kind of under threat from privatization, um, you know, from monetization of the land, whether that's, you know, extracting minerals or, you know, logging or whatever it is. So getting outside um, and, and kind of taking ownership of our uh, collective ownership of the land, you know, right. like as U.S. citizens, as citizens of this country, as a taxpayer, all of us, you know, are the owners of, of the land and uh, getting out there and using it is the best way to kind of remind ourselves what it means uh, to have that responsibility. Yeah. As owners, we have to protect it and to use it mm-hmm. and to utilize it, but also like... Leave no trace. Yeah. But more importantly, I think just, you know, being aware of what's happening with it. So mm-hmm. for me this year... And, and and hopefully it's something that you're excited about now too. After having this little sampler, this little taste uh, of um, of backpacking, is like getting out into the national parks more, getting out into different corners of the country. Uh, you know, I want to get out into into like Utah and Colorado and Idaho and Wyoming and Montana and Washington, like getting up to the Cascades. There's just so many beautiful corners of our country. And I think that for for the last decade of my life, um, you know, I've had the blessing to be able to travel a lot, but so much of that travel has been international. It's been outside of the United States. And I think that, you know, as I'm coming into a new chapter in my life, in our lives, I think that like kind of refocusing on taking advantage of the of the of the beauty that we have here in this country and getting out and exploring it is something that I'm just really passionate about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more adventures like that because I feel like just being on foot and being able to smell and see and touch and feel with your feet and hear the sound of, you know, your boots in the dirt, like there's something really special and inspiring and different and empowering and humbling all at once um when when you're in the backcountry like that and when you're trekking around and I definitely want to experience that more for sure because I've also have always been really connected to nature from when I was a kid and we all are that's the thing is I feel like people say you know some people may not but a lot of people say that they feel connected to nature and there's a reason for that there's a reason we are nature we are part of all of it and so we have that yearning because we need it we need it for our happiness we need it for our mental health we need it for our physical health and i think that's where people People forget how much we need it and they just think they have this like yearning and they don't know what it's for and like nine times out of ten it's probably because you haven't been outside for a while and that you haven't been out in nature and smelt fresh air and touched a tree and you know like really allowed nature to just kind of be all around you. And I think also it doesn't need to be you know, a week-long trip or three days. It doesn't even need to be overnight. Getting outside more is the key. And taking, like, take a walk. 
look uh, look on Google Maps around where you live and find the nearest you know preserve, find the nearest area that has a good hike. And even if it's going to a park, if that's what you know is accessible for you, but spending time outside, and I know that you know we're kind of spoiled here in Southern California um, because we have a much milder climate in the winter time. I know that it's winter for many people who are probably listening to this, and you know I've had people comment on my Instagram yeah. as well, saying like, "Hey, you know, I wish I could, I wish I could go for a hike right now, but there's you know six feet of snow." Well, you know, maybe think about uh, renting a pair of snowshoes, you know, and going for and going for a snowshoe hike. Or getting into cross-country skiing or something like that, you know. I think there's just so many different ways to do it. But what really matters is just getting outside. Yeah. Away from the screens, away from the technology, mm-hmm. and just back into the present moment. Yeah, and I one thing that I learned as well is that moving is great for my, like, menstrual... Um, yeah, you mentioned that. It's yeah. fascinating. When we were walking, I... You know, usually when I start my period, I get cramps. Yeah, I started my period Friday morning when we left. And usually first day, second day of my period, I have cramps galore. And a lot of women listen to Soul Sugar Podcasts. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about if you experience cramps as well. And so I never felt them really the whole time. And one, I was very preoccupied. So that probably had a lot to do with it but I notice when I have cramps even if I'm doing something and um I never really got the cramps that I normally get and I really just think my body was working so hard at doing other things that it just didn't um it didn't create that pain and I I don't really know the science behind it but I know that It was a perk for sure because I didn't really have to experience that. When we got to camp for a moment there, I did remember like, oh, okay, um, I am on my period and I got a little bit of a cramp, but it was like so much less painful than when I'm like here at home working in my office and experiencing uh, menstrual cramps. Isn't that kind of counterintuitive too? Yeah I mean you would think that it would be the opposite right but but then you don't when you really think about it you know you think about you're using your like they say yeah you should work out through your period you know. I I could see that I mean for me personally and I, I don't I don't have those um you know, I don't have a period because I'm a man, but I, I feel that when I'm like on the verge of getting sick, uh, getting a good sweat in, whether yeah. that's a hot yoga class mm-hmm. or a run or a workout, moving mm-hmm. makes me feel mm-hmm. better and it actually like jump starts my immune system yeah. and like my body feels better. Yeah. And like, I end up not getting sick. Or, yeah. So what I learned from it is that there are a lot of the times when I'm on my period, I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything because I'm on my period, which like is fine if we like need to take a break. But I think that something that I learned from this is if I am feeling crampy and I am starting my period, like getting out there and still going on a hike, still going to like a workout class if I feel like it, still going on a walk and like moving is going to help with 
um, my cramps. There's also added benefits. I guess maybe if we just boil it down, it's about walking, right? Mm -hmm. It's about doing uh, the natural thing that humans are designed to do. What makes us different from other primates is that we're bipedal and we, uh, you know, walk upright. But apart from that, like walking is so powerful it, it does so much for the brain you know there are tons of influential figures from the past from history philosophers scientists um, you know writers all of whom shared this common theme of getting their best ideas when they were walking you know um, from Aristotle all the way through to Albert Einstein um, you know Henry David Thoreau these people were given their greatest inventions, their greatest thoughts while they were walking. And I definitely feel that when I'm walking in a natural setting, I'm able to stop thinking in a way that allows new ideas to formulate and to come to me. And so apart from all the added benefits, both of like physically of walking, um, there's also all of those mental benefits. And I think that backpacking is just taking it to the next step. Yeah, there's a lot of emotions that you feel when you're out there and you feel so far removed from your normal routine. So it instantly makes you think about things that you just haven't thought about because you haven't been in a in a different space like that. And and. Nature is so inspiring. Like you sit there and you look around and you see all of the living things around you, whether it be a plant, whether it be an insect, whether it be a, you know, a deer, all of these things are all out there living together and it's this perfect harmony. And you think about how freaking tiny you are in all of that and how much is going on around you like the bees have their whole world the ants have their whole world the deer have their whole thing going and you're just looking around thinking like oh my gosh like I I right now I'm kind of the intruder in here and you're just kind of sitting back like watching this world work the way that it does when you're not there it's a beautiful thing. And I had a moment this weekend where um, I was filtering water. So um, when you go into the backcountry, a lot of people are always like, well, where do you get your water? Well, you get your water from the natural water source. In this case, it was a, a river, a small river. And um, you filter your water. There's a bunch of different methods for doing it. Um, this weekend, I was using an old hand pump filter that I had. Uh, and I've had for a long time, I think it's time to upgrade, is very time consuming and it kind of stopped working. But while I was sitting there pumping water, I I just had these this this interesting thought where like I saw a family of deer coming down the hillside and they were obviously kind of descending. It was sunset, so we were in this beautiful river valley with mountains all around us. Um, some snow on the high peaks and then like this deer family coming down and then another group of campers came to the same source of water to the river and they were getting their drinking water 
And it was just this really powerful visual representation of like the interconnectedness of it all. Like we are all a part of the same place and the same planet and we're all interdependent. And I don't know, I think drinking from the river, watching another group of of campers drinking from the river, Mm -hmm. knowing that the deer were coming down from the highlands to drink from the river, It was like this really powerful vision that we we're like all in this together. Yeah. And another reminder of just the simplicity of life mm-hmm. and just being in that moment, how simple just getting water can be so profound. And you just getting water, you had this really profound thought mm-hmm. about being part of this system, this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And that is what's so special about nature is that we have these thoughts when we're out there that we don't normally have when we're in this man-made concrete jungle Mm. that we get so used to that is so comfortable and of course having a home and coming back to home feels so good Um, and that's why it's even more fun to get out there because when you're out there you think about okay cool well I get to go home to my warm, comfy bed and it makes you appreciate what you have even more. Yeah. And I mean, the first thing we did when we got back to the house, well, we stopped off on the way at a gastro pub and had a nice cold IPA and, uh, you know, a fried chicken sandwich in a jalapeno cheddar pretzel. With fries. It was yeah. glorious. And truffle, and truffle aioli. And that... <laughs> is like the beauty of it going to nature really allows you to cherish uh, what you have Mm -hmm. uh, and what you're capable of like experiencing at home mm -hmm. it makes you it makes you value home Mm -hmm. and it makes you value the simplicity of home of your bed yeah the fact that i could just turn on a faucet and have drinkable water anytime i want and that i had the best shower last night like, I was, like, loving every minute of my shower. And normally I'm like, oh, okay, I just need a shower and get out of here. Yeah. But, like, I was just, like, Gratitude, Oof, right? You know, just feeling, like, being able to cleanse my body. Because, obviously, we didn't shower at all when mm-hmm. we were out there. And there's obviously ways that you can do that if you have a longer backcountry trip. But we just didn't do that. So, we didn't shower for two days. So, last night I was, like, oof, mm-hmm. loving the shower. And it's just yeah. a little simple thing. I I guess maybe what what's the what's the moral of the story here is just get outside more mm-hmm. get go do micro adventures you don't have to go to the opposite side of the planet or to a different state find somewhere nearby your house and you know with spring coming up get outside and go for, go camping bring your best friend bring your bring you know bring your loved ones bring your little fur buddy and not only that, like push yourself past what you think you're capable of. Like that's what I learned for myself uh, this weekend was really like I pushed myself past any point that I have ever really. It's, this has probably been my biggest like wilderness adventure so far. We did have a pretty big adventure when we took the motorbike in for a camping trip in the Carrizo Plains. Like we took everything with us on the motorbike that we were camping with. So that was that was a serious Different, adventure though. for me. Different, um, but I don't know. They're both kind of like up there as my two biggest adventures so far in well, terms we need of to like do the some wilderness. More. I think just pushing myself past that point, and that's the thing. You're right. We do need to do more now because now that I've experienced that, I'm like, whoa! I'm capable of that. Not only am I am I capable of that, I 
was more than capable. <laughs> like I yeah. was really, um, I was useful. I was helpful. I was, um, a lot of stuff out there too is common sense. Like you think that you need to know and obviously you have to be prepared and you like talking, like me having Alex who is very knowledgeable about the outdoors is very helpful for me. So definitely like if you're going to get out there and experience something like we did this weekend, like make sure you prep and you know and you like know what you're getting into. But also when you're out there, there you, you just our human nature and you know we we used to be cavemen you know we used to live in the it's ingrained a lot a lot of it is in our dna it's in our dna and so the choices that we make and the things that we're able to accomplish when we're out there you know even just starting a fire like things kick in and you're like oh okay if i blow here the fire gets bigger so i'm going to keep blowing here oh if i add this like drier element to the like the fire and i this is kindling okay here we go like it's getting bigger like there's little things that you do and you try and trying is the best way to learn like actually these hands to be able to like use your hands to learn you it's incredible what we're capable of yeah totally tactile tactile learning hands-on if anything I, i just feel so excited that we had a great weekend that your first trip into the backcountry was enjoyable that's all i wanted from this weekend was for you to have a good time bringing lanka the same deal so cool so cute first time for me backpacking with a dog you know maybe i should just make a video of like 20 first time backpacking trips or tips you know yeah. something like that that where we could sit down and and just kind of talk through our experience in in a visual form Definitely. and you know share what we've learned to yeah. try to get more people outside and i'd be down to share my perspective as a first timer totally yeah and it's cool because the next time we go around, like, I will know so much more. Like, I feel like I learned so much from this and I feel like it was the perfect intro. I feel like we had a lot of things come into the mix that, you know, elements and having the dog there was a whole nother kind of job on the trip. And, um, yeah, I just feel like we learned so much as a family and having Carlos there was cool because being out there – if you go with your friends, that is the best bonding experience you mm, could have. Totally. Because you don't have your phone in front of your face any time. You don't have to story or do whatever. Like You have shared hardship too, mm-hmm. which is the biggest bonding factor you can have. Exactly. When you share difficult times with somebody, you are automatically closer to that person mm-hmm. because you've both been through something together. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of these little trips is, you know, it, it is. It's just a great bonding experience and an opportunity to get to know yourself better and to get to know, you know, the people you're traveling with better too. Anytime that you have a complicated situation occur and you're able to accomplish it with somebody, mm-hmm. like that's immediately going to deepen your relationship it's just like a romantic one as well like when you have hard times and you're able to overcome them you learn from that and you're you come out better on the other side and that's the same thing with your friends when you're doing something like this because as friends you don't necessarily get to as much go through these like you know 
trivial moments where you're like you know trying to get through a certain situation romantically that can happen much more because you're living together so much more um but when you're with your friends out there in nature like you just got to get through stuff together and it's like it's like a little I don't know I don't play video games but it's like a little a real life video game I feel like <laughs> I mean you know uh and not having a real t- not having a TV there, having the bush television as as uh, <laughs> fire is called, it's mesmerizing. You know, sitting around with friends and having a good campfire and just having natural conversations. You know, not having distractions, no phones, no TV, uh, no technology, just your friends and a campfire. And yeah. having those natural conversations is priceless know that we will be sharing more with you guys about adventures coming up ahead alex has a youtube channel of his own where he shares a lot about the outdoors about travel tips in general and is really knowledgeable about these things and i am definitely going to be moving forward doing more things like this i think for me it's always been something that i love and value and i get so many questions from my audience like there's a group of my audience that are really interested in the outdoors as well and i always felt like they wouldn't be and so I think that I kind of stuck to what I know people like and I'm going to branch out of that and share about the outdoors about being a woman in the outdoors about like kind of how um it feels what I learn the good the bad the ugly and just the experience of it all and like you know tips and tricks that I learn around along the way because I'm learning and I think that that's um kind of a fun thing to share and so just yeah, along the way, we'll, we'll both be doing that. And I hope that this conversation inspired you guys in any way um, to get outside, to push yourself past your comfort zone. And um, if, if it did, then that's all I wanted from this conversation. And thank you so much for listening. And definitely check both of us out on Instagram. We're going to be sharing probably for like the next like couple of weeks all the photos from this trip because we just took we took a lot of them we had Until carlos our new there zealand too. trip i know we have a new zealand trip coming up that we're so excited about that we're going to be doing i mean new zealand is hikes camping fly fishing <sighs> yeah it's going to be good so much fun alex tell them where to find you um find me on youtube and instagram at alex the vagabond and also um on both of those platforms at Vaga Brothers. Thank you for chatting with me. Thank today. you for having me. Thank you for coming on on the adventure this weekend and thanks for being such a trooper. You can find me at Carrie Rad on YouTube and Instagram. You can also find Soul Sugar Podcast on Instagram at Soul Sugar Co. And you can search the podcast anywhere that people listen to their podcasts. We are on every podcast platform. You just search Soul Sugar and you can find us. And I will talk to you guys very soon in an all new episode. Talk to you on Monday. Bye.